I'm looking outside. It is definitely morning time. You guys are tripping. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to Southern Podcast. Sapman! Sapman! You're listening to episode 118 of Sapman Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and we're in store for a timeless episode, uh, Restoring Force to Earth and Sky. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> what does it mean? T- tell me what all that sent. You've made that out of their song titles. I know. We know, right? But what does it even mean? It doesn't even make sense, but. I thought it was a good one because I was thought, you know, Earth and Sky are elements, right? And then this episode is so timeless <laughs> that we're restoring force to the el- el- elements. That's how good this episode is going to be, Sean. Uh, I don't know. Right, no, it is a wait, wait. It is a good episode. I'm not saying it's not a good episode. It's just those puns are fucking dreadful. Yeah. Anyway, yes, our guest this week is the fantastic frontman, bassist, and songwriter of of my sand men, the fantastic Aaron Pauly. Yes, and talk about a creative individual. There's a lot of different topics we cover here, and Aaron's a guy who's been in the industry for years. But today is a significant one for Of Mice and Men as we celebrate the release of their new three-track EP, Timeless. And I know what you're thinking. Three tracks. These releases are getting smaller and smaller. Well, something we've talked about a lot on the podcast in previous episodes is how distributing music is changing and they are really throwing out the rule book sean they've ripped their app they've thrown out the window you can't see it because 2021 they're gonna be putting out loads of different eps and an album at the end of it well that's exactly what we started that's what we said like episode three or four <laughs> whatever we did with you at six we were like this is a good idea we just start doing eps every and then you've got an album by the end almost as if mm. aaron must be and he must have been playing it very dumb on the interview because he was pretending like he wasn't the biggest Sapnin fan. But I think genuinely we've sussed him out. He's obviously a big fan. And um, yeah, it was what a, what a fantastic chat with a lovely, lovely chap. And um, 
crushing new songs absolutely crushing yeah loving them yeah same here i'm just excited to see where else they put out this this year but without sounding cliche i do believe this marks another new chapter for the band they're moving away from the past they've signed to a new label now in sharp tone records and it seems to be a new lease of life for the band and aaron is going to talk all about that including things from producing all of this material and learning off some ridiculous names the struggles of living a normal life at home after being off the road and not touring and um, a side project jamie's elsewhere and if you're a fan of lincoln park and i imagine a lot of people who listen to this are wait wait who the fuck isn't a fan of lincoln park wait it, mm. do us a favor Get in touch with us on our social media if you don't like Linkin Park, because I want a fucking word with you. Carry on, Morg. But there's a very wholesome um, story of Aaron's experience with Chester and Mike Shinoda and just the insight of how that band's work from a friendship point of view and a professional one. It's, it's very touching. A lot of things going on and another busy episode of Sapman Podcast as ever. Yes, and uh, yeah, as Morgan mentioned, uh, it's, this is a new era of of mice and men. Um, so, for anyone wondering why we kind of don't don't touch on uh, past members and stuff, it's because there's more people in the band than one dickhead, right? We have this. If you go to episode fifty four of Sapling Podcast, we speak to Stuart Richardson of Lost Profits, and you kind of get a behind the scenes look of how it affected the other members of the band, and that's what we want to. That's what we want to portray, and that's moving forward. That's what we want to do. There's more to these bands than the one absolute twat who spoils it, right? So we don't fucking mention previous members or whatever, and we just looking forward to the future, which is all we can do at the moment, especially with the way the, way the world is. Everything is fucking going on with the virus. All we can do is just try and push forward. So yeah, thanks to Aaron again. Sorry to anybody who, who you know was expecting some sort of shit talking gossip but there's but we just didn't want to do it we just didn't want to talk about just don't give him air time fuck him stupid bastard but anyway yeah great we had a fantastic chat with aaron he was very open very friendly and thank him again so much for coming on and carrying on with music because it would have been easy absolutely easy to just knock it on the head and just record and produce other people and you know, do something else, but they've kept the name going. Yeah, congratulations to my some men for how far they've got and the fact that they continue to this day. Yes, very well said, Sean. And if you are Thanks, lis- Morg. listening to Sapling Podcast for the first time, please hit that subscribe button, tell all your friends please. and share oh. it with everybody you know. If you'd like to support this podcast in any way, uh, we would ask you to go and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin, where if you check out all those different tiers, you get some exclusive goodies back for all your love and helping this thing be released each and every week every week mind we haven't missed a single one and you get some bonuses from bonus content extra podcasts interviews rambles and a community of your new best friends who are also wholesome lovely and the best people on planet earth yes yes if you've listened to four or more episodes i demand that you now sign up the patreon even if it's for a month because you always at least that because that's at least four hours of content that you've had for sweet effie but also if you've got any guest ideas or uh topics you'd like us to touch on or you'd like to tell me that you don't like linkin park because you're a fucking idiot check out 
at Sappeningpod on Instagram and Twitter. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. Get in touch with us. Give us a follow. Give us some likes on some stuff. Please, please share our stuff because it really, really helps getting us out there to more people because we haven't got major backing. We don't have advertising. We don't have magazines back in us we don't have a network we don't have anything it's so literally please, just us please it's me and the send dog of rock the other day right i was watching, <laughs> I was watching a cypress hill video and yeah. i thought it's me and morgan Belay, the be real and send dog of podcasting wow <laughs> i literally wrote it down in whatsapp to you but didn't send it just for the next time i might have had a beer right so i just thought next time i open this up it's gonna say the be real and send dog of podcasting wow so, uh, okay yeah, okay yeah it's just us so please <laughs> everything you do share rate subscribe tell a friend tell an enemy please get involved and um yeah we need all the help we can get thank you wow that was um that was a, a weird rant but i loved it thank you sean let's just get into it this is the wonderful aaron Pauly of of mice and men check out some incredible stories and Start their new era today. Celebrate the new release. Sapnid! Sapnid! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sapnin! Sapnin! Sapnin, gentlemen. Yes! <laughs> yes! This week's guest is a bassist and vocalist for Of Mice and Men and Jamie's Elsewhere, the fantastic Aaron Pauly. How yes. are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, you were saying just before this started that uh, you're eating sweets in the morning. Ooh, what a yeah. way to start. Yeah, well, I was just like kind of perusing the internet, just kind of reading today's news stories and... Uh, 
my phone buzzed and it says, Hey, you have zoom in, in 10 minutes. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I better, I better get, I better get dressed. And I already, and I already drank my coffee, but I didn't want another one. Cause I didn't want to start getting real weird and start talking fast and stuttering and stuff. So I was like, okay, well um, I'm going to switch to some, uh, what is this? Gummy X's and O's. Ooh, I, think nice. like, I think it's like generic Trader Joe's food. It's uh, it's funny you mentioned the coffee though. Yeah, because I've just had three of them and now I'm vibrating. So <laughs> there you um, go. You're hearing in color. <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing your answers before you've given them. So um, <laughs> perfect. That'll make sense. You could just be. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say if you just want to be quiet for the rest of the podcast, I can just. You could go if just, you want, and I'll just. I could just, <laughs> I could just. I could just let you infer all the answers. We don't need to. Yeah. We don't need to talk according here. To, yeah, according to me. Um, yeah, right. So before we start, are you sick to death of the Kim Peasel sketch substitute teacher, and are you sick of people calling you a Aaron? Oh man, you know what? That kind of died out. Oh but really? I, I think I would kind of. En- I think I'd kind of enjoy it now. Ah, uh-huh. maybe it would bring a, a sort of like bittersweet nostalgia. Yeah, but that was like the coolest thing that's like ever happened to my name. Yeah, that's mad, <laughs> isn't it? And the, and the amount of people were like. You know, it went from slapping the bass to AA run. And I was like, oh. man, like, it was a little more, it was a little kind of more tailored specifically for, for me. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, yeah, that's, I'd much rather, yeah, I think I'd much rather be called my name in a different way than just be <laughs> shouted at for something I do. So like yeah. slap at the bass. Like I'd rather be um, AA run, but. Um, well, surely you should just combine the two for like AA run slap at the bass. That oh, be, God, that, no. That's a merch line, surely, somewhere. You can, theoretically. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, uh, how how's things with you? How have you been uh, coping so far of 2021 and all this madness that is uh, a new lockdown world over the last year? Uh, you guys ever seen that Bill Murray movie, Groundhog Day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's like that. I can't believe it's January in 2021 already. Um, The last show I played was actually in February. So it's been almost a year. We we only played two shows in 2020, which I actually like went back through my memory since I started playing shows in ninth or 10th grade in high school. Last year was the least amount of shows I've ever played in a year. Unless you count the ones like I do for myself, which... (laughs) I think are pretty great, but <laughs> audience of one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how have you been coping with it? Have you? Is there any methods that you've used to keep yourself I don't, alive, I guess? I don't know. Interested? <laughs> yeah. uh, just mental breakdowns and then mental buildups just kind of over and over. No, I mean, uh, I've been doing a lot of music. I think I tended to live a lifestyle that was pretty close to what people call social distancing anyway prefer to be at home and I prefer to chill and watch movies and like create stuff and play video games. And I'm not, I'm not too big on like, Oh, I got to go out and like be out in the world. And maybe that's probably got something to do with like touring for a long time, but trying to stay motivated when you're not sure what's going to happen next is kind of the hardest thing. But I, I think I've gotten in a pattern where I'm now like, I've put doing work, like doing the work into my daily routine. So it doesn't feel as like as work. And it also doesn't like add to any pressure of like, oh man, this, what's the future going to be like? Cause I think I spent a long time worrying about what the future is going to be like. And then you have a year like 2020 and you're like, actually 
I shouldn't really worry because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. You cannot guess the future anymore. Like, before this, we were all like, yeah, we'll be touring. It'll be fucking fine. Yeah, It'll be festivals. we're like, what are, the, what, are the, what are the Simpsons saying about 2020? Like, been <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pretty accurate. They, yeah, they said what? No, Donald Trump's not still going to be. He is, no! Oh, man, um, dude. I'll never forget that day. I was like, is this real? Or... And then I woke up the next morning. And I was like, did that really happen? Feels like a fever dream. Yeah, and then four years later, like, Jesus, I can't believe this happened every day for four years. <laughs> and now, but yeah, congratulations, because um, he's gone, obviously. So hopefully things will pick up for you guys now. Yeah, I wonder if he's just because he doesn't have Twitter, if he's just sitting somewhere in a dark room, just seething. I mm. won, I won. I won the election in a landslide. <laughs> was oh, ladies and gentlemen, it was it was stolen from me. <laughs> he's gonna become like Doctor Evil. He's gonna he's yeah. gonna come back out into public life and be all bald and not oh. tan. Just yeah, he's gonna do like the John John Travolta's finally done and just gone. Oh, guess what, guys? You've all known for years, but now I've got no hair. Here it is. That is dude. I'm just, I'm waiting, honestly. That's why mine's so long. Cause I'm just, I know I'm going to end up like James Taylor and just be bald. Oh <laughs> no. But it'll be fine. By the, I'll tattoo like a big old eyeball on the top of my head or like tattoo <laughs> another face, like on the top of my head. So it's just like, really well, what you should strange. do, you should put it on the back of your head. So if you don't want to talk to anyone, you can just turn around and then they can still, they still think like they're talking to you. Oh, that would be so heinous and hideous, <laughs> but I am really into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah wow. You could have like, um, yeah, you could have, like, things put in. You know, like, people have, like, horns and stuff put under their skin. You could have, like, a facial facial structure, like, have a, like, a nose, nose the put into the back oh, of my head. That I, that I, like, break every time I sit on an airplane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh it'd be awful. Oh, I broke it'd my be... back nose. <laughs> my neck. Well, I don't think absolutely anybody listening to this expected any of this to happen. No, I think this um, is a very strange start, but I mean... I love it. I love, I love it. it. I love it. But like... Nowhere to go but up. Obviously, Aaron, you've been like very busy um, creatively in this time as well with uh, New of Mice and Men and of course the return of Jimmy's Elsewhere. Is it just being a really kind of inspirational time for you to, to, to write and record new music? I tend to get inspired in waves and just burn myself out till there's nothing. So I kind of, there's a lot of days where I'm working, I don't know, like 10, 12 hours on a song because I get sucked into it. And then there's some days where I go to sit down and I'm like, ah, I just feel like I'm fighting it or I feel like I'm fighting my laptop or fighting the ideas or melodies I'm hearing. So like, yes and no. Hmm. It's cool that there's the illusion that people think I'm super busy, but, <laughs> there's, no, but there's, there's definitely times where it's like, I'm just sitting on my couch waiting for the next lyric or next line or something to pop in my head. I think like in, in creative processes, there's a lot of time where at least for me, like I spend thinking about what I'm working on instead of actually working on it, which to me is kind of equally important. It's also a good excuse. So there you go. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, yeah, timeless, um, timeless comes out February 26th. Um, what's kind of inspired this EP, these songs? So we kind of started doing this around, I want to say March, March, April was when we kind of started getting this group of songs together uh, of 2020. Um, it was like right off the back of Shiprocked. 
I, what's funny is none of it really had to do with lockdowns of the pandemic yet. Cause that hadn't really started and it hadn't really like shut everything down the way that we thought it was going to, I guess at that time. Um, so a lot of the restlessness of how the songs can be interpreted now that we are in a pandemic, I think stemmed from just getting older and just kind of, I think the older you get, the more you realize things like your own impermanence or how times change and how some of the people that are in some of my favorite movies aren't here anymore. Hmm. Um, and I, and I think that that kind of, it can be interpreted as like, like, like a hard punch to the stomach. But I think over time there's somewhat of a like, romantic way of looking at that of like beauty in impermanence you know and i think that that's a lot of the the uh, theme of these songs yeah yeah because i i noticed you had said previously that like these songs are really when you think about it like a difference of being in a band in your 30s compared to like early teens and growing up on the road i mean what are some of those differences and, and struggles you've experienced over the years of kind of getting older and, and in the music industry uh it's what i call the peter pan syndrome it's you <laughs> you go out on the road for six to nine months out of the year and you have a routine and you kind of making three or four albums is you're talking about like five or six years and we are now on our sixth, working on our seventh album. I mean, the seventh is kind of in the form of EPs and whatnot, but you have those moments where you're off tour and you go back home and you see the people at home and you're like, man, like they all have houses, they all have kids, they all have um, careers, they all, it seems that everybody is growing and getting older and I'm not because I'm doing the same thing over and over and over. And there's somewhat of like a, 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 a like a youth preserving quality, I guess, about that. Um, but at the same time, I think you have a year, or at least I have a year, like 2020, and it's like, okay, I got to learn how to be a a person, not just an entertainer, or not just somebody whose routine is so set by a schedule, you know. So I think it, it's it's one of those things that it's kind of balancing that. I think that's probably one of the hardest struggles is just feeling like, you know, not only do you miss out on like a lot of birthdays, but you miss out on funerals. You miss out on things like that. And I think, yeah, it's just one of those things where time kind of stops and you realize like you've been out in space and the world has still been turning. So, but it's, but, it, but it's not a bad thing. I think like once you can kind of come to terms with that, then, then everything you do, or it, it starts to become more purposeful, I guess. If you're aware of your own Im impermanence, then you're aware that time means something beyond just, you know, seconds ticking by. And here I am eating candy at nine in the morning. So like, it's, you know, I mean, I think, I think there's you a certain win. amount of nihilism. You got to balance your existentialism with, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I think you, um, yeah, you nailed the whole band life thing there. Like I couldn't agree more. Like I think the old Peter Pan, um, metaphor is perfect. Um, you're doing it, Peter. Yeah. When my, when my, for, when my former band started, I was like, I was probably 20 or something and I genuinely don't believe I've grown <laughs> like I've grown up like an adult since then. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Same. And, and and that's probably yeah, that's 17 years of 
17 years ago yeah i'm 37 now jesus christ <laughs> but um you're a thir- how old no yeah 37 do you have like um, a filter on because you look great i don't think so I, love that. I like this he loves i like this, this. <laughs> anyway well welcome to my new co-host aaron paulie um our guest this week is morgan Ri- is former co-host morgan richard wow this is taking a turn feels great too <laughs> Oh, don't start. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but no, but as you said, it's definitely a, a unique lifestyle. But like, do you find it some hard sometimes to communicate that with, with people who maybe don't realize what bands actually go through, or like some of your friends, as you mentioned, that aren't really into music and all that? Like, how different things are. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, I I have a group of of guy friends that all do different things from, you know, doing private security, being veterans that have gone overseas to people that are mechanics and people who are engineers and scientists. And it's, it's really funny because we can all relate to the fact that none of us really do the same sorts of things. And I think... Being in a band, especially like like for our band, uh, the members in it, like we're very involved in our business and everything else. So like it's kind of multifaceted. There's an artistic side to creating the music. And then there's also an artistic side of trying to figure out how to make the ones and zeros somehow, you know, work in the cash flow and whatnot. So it, it, I think the, the, the funniest thing is dealing with people that I haven't seen in a long time that will like look up my net worth on google and it says 12 million dollars and i'm like what there is not there's not one million dollars like let alone 12 (laughs) so i've had people from high school hit me up that are like realtors and stuff like i'm selling this gorgeous house on this property and i'm like that's awesome some rich person's gonna really enjoy that but like (laughs) dude you're barking up the wrong tree that's i don't know so maybe it's it's but all of it's funny like i think if you don't take it too seriously and you just enjoy it like i i think now that i'm in my 30s i realize the blessing of having a career in music because i get to create music and that's like the that is the treat in all of it it's not everything else yeah i've noticed you've said um i noticed the band have said quite a lot that this is a really a new era for of my cement and you've signed to a new record label now in sharp tongue records um obviously yeah. you've still got a great relationship with your with your former and everything like oh, that of course. But was this just a like a new injection of creativity and, and kind of momentum to, to do something different and to work with new people yeah 100 percent. i think you know we had a good formula with rise for our releases and stuff that worked i think you know we'd done six albums and basically our it was our second or third contract renegotiation that we had fulfilled so we we took a bunch of different offers and meetings from people including rise and i think with where our heads were at with how we wanted to release music and how and this is even before the pandemic you know we signed with sharp tone i believe at the end of 2019 so basically just having uh, a a bit of a switch to where we felt like it was more conducive to how we wanted to release music, you know, like in the form of EPs and singles and, and maybe not focusing at the time on long format albums and whatnot, you know? 
Well, what's um, what's inspired that decision to do EPs and stuff instead of albums? Is it playlisting and algorithms and? You know, it, it's funny because it's not any of that. It's we we always tend to write and work in chunks anyway, and we feel like you know if you look at a lot of the hip hop model hmm. and you look at a lot of the successful young musicians that are coming up and out of that scene. Um, they create a song with their homies. They like it. They're not signed to anybody and own their own masters. They upload it to TuneCore and it's out in a week. And their fans can keep being fed new music. You know, like we live in an era where like nobody's patient, like nobody has patience for anything. Like I get pissed when I go on Netflix to look for a show and the whole thing's not out. Like, what? I don't wait. <laughs> you know, like. I was watching a video where somebody was talking about that, how like, how like culturally we just don't have patience anymore because of the internet. Like you, you go on Yelp and you can find the top 10 restaurants that are within a mile of me. And then nobody has the patience to go and try places anymore, you know? And I think for us, there was something about the freshness of having written an idea. Um, we produce all of our music and like, at least since, this EP, um, I did the mixing and mastering on it. We all engineered all of our own parts and whatnot and just did it over Zoom and, and sending tracks back and forth. So like for us, ha having the ability to, 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 to um, if you're familiar with the term in like the restaurant industry, farm to table, if you're like the ability to go farm to table from our collective living rooms working on music and getting a song to then saying, okay, well we can get this to our fans because when we're writing, everything we write about is kind of a reflection of what we're going and a reflection of the times that we're in back and think about that moment, but it doesn't engage in a conversation about that moment while you're in that moment. So sharp tone has been great with allowing us to um, experiment with things like that, you know, and we have like, we have phone calls every two weeks where we talk about like how the single is doing, how, what people are thinking about it, you know, like uh, how we want to introduce new music because we we're sitting on a stockpile of it. And it's really cool to be able to kind of do that. It's almost like you get to cook a dish and give it to them and you get to watch them eat it and you go, okay, cool. You like this. or you didn't like this. Well, I'm gonna go back in the kitchen. I'm gonna make you something else for the next one. <laughs> and it's kind of, it's, I think music is, has always been a conversation that maybe in the past could be a little bit more long format where I speak in full paragraphs and you speak in full paragraphs and we listen to each other. But the way that we, you know, the way that we communicate now in 2020 is here's a thought, here's a thought, you know, I don't send, full paragraph text messages i send oh yeah ha ha enter set message then blah 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 i'm sending more set message and most people i know do that and i think we went from being uh people that used to write things down on walls so that we would remember them forever because we were patient to now we send text messages and we have Instagram stories that last 24 hours or snapchats that last 15 seconds so like the ability to kind of have an active conversation with the way that people speak is kind of, it's, it's exciting. And to us, it's cool because it's, you know, we didn't really announce that we were putting out a song and then within a week or two, the song was out. And that was exciting because it wasn't, it's not, you don't have to 
try and draw patience out of people when people have such little patience anyway i don't have any fucking patience <laughs> freaking patience can i say the f word oh you, you, can, you can swear on this you can all of okay. the words you can say all of the words there's not a Hell word yeah, on you you can't say yeah, no there probably fuck. is actually wait yeah, there, there, there are definitely <laughs> yeah, there's words definitely that some I words sure yeah, 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 right, don't go down that path don't look, um but no I, it's interesting to see that you know of my cement are releasing music in these various eps and then obviously it'll combined in, into an album because we've talked about it a lot with bands on this podcast where like you know, the SoundCloud rappers and the other thing are just releasing singles all the time. They're all jumping on each other's songs, but we're not seeing that enough in the rock industry. So uh, on the flip side of it, I mean, for you, are these three individual EPs kind of like chapters for the record for you? Yeah, I mean, they all kind of, it, it all kind of, um, you know, I don't want to like give away too much about it, but you know, it's, it's, it revol it revolves around the, the loss of my mother-in-law and, um, and also Tino, Tino lost his mom during the pandemic. And so a lot, a lot of the record is us. And it's funny because these first three songs sort of set the stage for everything because they were written before all of that had happened. And so a lot of what's to come is, the emotional process of working through that and understand and just trying to understand it. That's like the, that's the craziest thing is just understanding that um, life as you know it, when you're talking about parents, you're talking about the, it's like the sky. It's something that's been there since you've been born. A, a lot of it, like I said, it's about impermanence. It's about understanding that like someday the sun's not going to be there. Someday the earth's not going to be here. Like, and I think we last so uh, less long than any of that. And I think it's important to be aware of that because then you can move more purposefully with regard to your relationships and with regard to how you live your life. So a lot of it is just kind of working through those things because music is how we've always worked through everything. That's like kind of my go-to because I don't really know much else, you know? So, yeah. Well, yeah. Regarding you self-producing, uh, these EPs um, I've got written down by her and I don't know why I've written in Australian but I've written obsolete is a fucking ripper so I love um, it. yeah I don't know why I went Australian I never <laughs> use the word ripper either so it's fucking ripper um, and yeah so that's congratulations to you guys because yeah I thought your voice sounds the the best on some of the songs I've I've ever heard so um, oh, yeah, thank congratulations you. to you for the vocals and for you for producing it there's oh no, thank you there's no yeah, there's nobody else who can kind of take the um, take the credit. So yeah, congratulations to you guys on this sound. Um, it feels heavy. It feels urgent. It feels fresh. Yeah, you've done a fucking fantastic job. Well, thank you. And a lot of it was kind of born out of necessity because there weren't studios open. And there's not, when you're in a pandemic and there's no studios open, it's not, okay, well, how are we going to try and figure out how to do this for us? We, you know, I used to, before I was in of mice and men, I used to record local bands when I lived in Northern California up near Sacramento. And then I stopped when we started touring because I just didn't have time for it anymore. So when it kind of came back up and, and technology is so much better now than it is, than it was 10 years ago. And it was usable 10 years ago. So I was just, I was really I was really confident that we were going to be able to do it. And at the same time, it was exciting because it's, if you're in a pandemic and you don't have anything to do and you don't have touring and you give yourself 
little projects of, okay, here's three songs here. Here's four songs here, you know, and you work on it like that. It's a much less daunting B it's more exciting because you get to kind of packet things different. You know, if you have an album that has a really broad range of songs, the way they're, the way they sound, the way they're written, sometimes it can get too broad and it can feel like the album's not cohesive. And then on the flip side of that, if it's too cohesive, it doesn't feel like there's anything, um, it doesn't feel like there's anything going on. Uh, my manager just texted me making sure I was good to do this podcast with you guys. I'm going I'm, I'm <laughs> to text, no. te- hey, text him back when we're done and tell him uh, to reschedule it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be doing this again tomorrow. No, it'll be uh. brilliant. Right then, since we spoke to you last. It's so good. Since- <laughs> yeah. But like, but, but with producing this now, I mean, you know, I've mice and men have worked with some fantastic producers over the last few records as well. So was there an element of you that was just learning off of all those experiences, getting into the studio and, and, and seeing how they approach things? Um, yeah, you know, like for us, having worked with the producers that we worked with in the past, I was like probably irritating with how I wanted to be in the room and I wanted to just see how everything went down. Cause to me, David, before I was ever in of mice and men, David Bendeth was a hero of mine. You know, Chris Lord Algy was a hero of mine. Howard Benson was a hero of mine. The fact that we then get to work with these people and sit down and see how they do things and realize that it has so little to do with the studio and with the tools and it has everything to do with what they hear and how they're able to interpret that and get it to where they want. And so that's the exciting thing. The fact now, like, it's funny that you mentioned the way that the vocals sound on the album. I literally use the Howard Benson vocal plugin that has his, (laughs) that has his signature delays and reverbs basically preset up. And a lot of the presets were I think created around like vocal stems from defy and stuff like that. So like oh, wow. when, when, when the plugin first came out, he actually sent it to me before it, before it debuted publicly. And he's like, what do you think? He's he, he literally, he said, he said, you remember how I always talked about how like I wanted to have one of those plugins like Chris Lord algae has, it's just like my sound and you just turn it on and it works like how great that would be. I was like, yeah. And he goes, try this out. And literally the, I use, I use preset number one. It's the HP vocal <laughs> one. Yeah, I've never gone to and two. That, two could be that. anything. Yeah, yeah, two not, could be not insane. To, not to spill the secret, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny that you say that. But I would never think to utilize a tool like that if I hadn't worked with him mm. and saw how he used it. Because you could probably also make a terrible sounding vocal with that plugin. But if you kind of think about processing the vocal the way that he thinks about processing the vocal where you add reverb or delay and how much and if it's stereo or mono like all those sorts of things it's really cool that and and for anybody watching this or listening to this is this is it video too are they watching this or are they just listening um uh, no just listening okay they're just listening well they're, they're they're watching with their mind's eye Okay, you at home watching with your mind's eye and listening. You watching with your ears. As as I'm making all these grandiose hand gestures. um, I mixed and mastered Obsolete and the Timeless EP and all this stuff on a 2012 MacBook Pro. Like the kind with the CD drive in it. Single core i5. Like, don't think that you need really expensive, really modern stuff to make records. Because you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Like you just, you just don't. And it's not to say that there's not value in that. I think everybody, uh, you know, it would be, 
a blessing for everybody to be able to work in big studios with big producers. But if you've got ideas in your head that you wish, man, I just wish I could figure out how to like turn that into a sound. Download GarageBand, it's free, or download Audacity or something like that, it's also free, and start tinkering because it's you'd be surprised what you can do with like really old technology. <laughs> and 2012, I guess, is pretty old for a computer. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's that's almost it's almost ten years. It's almost ten yeah, there's, years. There's definitely <laughs> there's definitely times where it's like it's doing something. Like I'm I'm bouncing down a guitar track or something, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get up and have some coffee, and I'll come back to this in 15 minutes when it's done. For a three-minute song, you know. But it's also cool. It also exercises patience, which I think sometimes it's sometimes it's during that rendering time that I realize I've made a mistake. And that once it's done <laughs> in 10 minutes, once it's done in 10 <laughs> minutes, I will correct that mistake. Yeah, uh, that's the worst. That's the yeah. worst. Yeah, just start in it. Right. Oh, I know what I've done. I forgot to put all of the drums in the song. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I did a ba- oh. I did a ba- I did a bounce of the EP. Uh, and I was like, yeah, it sounds awesome. I, I listened to the first song and I was like, hell yeah. And I bounced it all down and I started mastering it. And I got to the third song because I was working all in like one project file. And I got to the third song and the, uh, and I'm working with like stereo bounces. And the third song had, uh, had no amp on the guitars. So it was all just like DI guitar. And I was like, this is terrible. I have made a big mistake. <laughs> yeah, I made a grave error. Um, Either that, or I've revolutionized the genre. I was just Ooh. about to say. I was just take, about to I'm say. I'm taking this you... all the way to the alt rock charts, boys. <laughs> <laughs> they hate distorted guitars, but they didn't say anything about screaming. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Yeah, that might be. A, yeah, you should do like a remix. You should do a remix EP where you just put it out like that with no uh, no ampage on the guitars, so it's just. Bing, I'm bing, just. Bing, 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 bing. I'm gonna do like a Luis Capaldi like. Uh, covers EP where it's like all the instrumentals are the same but I'm just screaming <laughs> and do it like 5 dB louder than the instrumentals and people would be like this is terrible and it would also be the <laughs> second thing that popped up so when you looked up his song when you're like oh somebody you loved I'm like oh yeah and then literally after that plays my version plays and they're like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like someone needs to check on this guy <laughs> Wow, they, yeah, this dude is angry with his family. What's going on? Could you imagine those <laughs> lyrics with just like when you're just going at it all out of breath, not coming out your nose? People be like, damn, this guy's like, he's really going through it. And then I'm then, and then it turns out a year from now, I'm headlining Glastonbury. Just, <laughs> yeah, and he's, and he's covering, Lewis is covering of Mice and Men songs. I love it. He's fantastic. Oh, he's brilliant. He's absolutely amazing. Um, absolutely. We are trying. We are trying to get him on here now because we um like right right now well no, <laughs> well, not, not, yeah, he's, he's not yeah he's not gonna pop up in this conversation oh well, i was might, like okay no, you do you need me to go like i'll <laughs> i'll make it Just kidding. yeah imagine a, um yeah we'd love to get him on because we know he like he's a big he loves rock, rock fan, music and stuff so, yeah. yeah um i'd love to know who he fucking likes you'd love to know if he will uh, if he's down for the cover ep oh that that'd be good yeah yeah yeah, I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah. If we get him, I'll mention it. I'm going to write it down. Be like, how would you feel about like a grown man just lamenting and wailing <laughs> over your music? <laughs> he'd probably love it, to be honest. I, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he'd love it. But speaking of kind of uh, advice and things you've learned over the years, I've noticed that you've always said that 
touring with Linkin Park in the past really opened your eyes to a lot of oh, yeah. different things, songwriting, and especially just having kind of one-to-one chats with Mike Shinoda and the rest of the boys. I mean, can you tell us a, a little bit um, about that? Because I, I believe that advice is something you take into songwriting every single day now. Yeah, you know, when we went on tour with them, it was the hunting party tour. And the bill in Europe was of mice and men, Lincoln Park. It was a two band bill. It was a two band bill. We were going on in arenas like an hour, an hour and a half after doors to completely packed places. And they were a band that after the first show said, Hey, we watched your guys show. It sounded great. It looked a little bit dark. So now at the time they, you know, because of like show contracts and, and writers and whatnot, they had offered us a certain percentage of whatever the stage lighting was to use for our show. And I think at the time it was like 80%, which is crazy. If you talk about like Lincoln Park giving you 80% of their live light rig to use, that's a lot. And it was funny because after like the first or second show, they came back and they were like, yeah, you know, show sounds great, but it looks, it looks a little dark. And we're like, yeah, well, we're, we're really maxed out with our lighting and everything else. And they're like, oh, well, you guys should have spotters. And we're like, yeah, we, you can't really afford to pay. Cause you have to, pay, you know, you pay for that. Basically the people in arenas that are spotlighting you, everybody gets paid. So they covered it for the rest of the tour. And I think we ended up getting so they ended up giving us like even more of like the video wall to use. Like they were, they were a band that literally cared about us and about us doing well and about us having fun. And that was, it wasn't mind blowing to me because I figured if somebody's that successful, they have to be, they have to be like great, lovable people. I just don't see how like anybody makes it in this world. If you're not, it seems it's diminishing. I won't say that it doesn't happen, but it's definitely diminishing. You know, the, the, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar is definitely uh, proving to be true, but just everything we were working on, you know, new music at the time. And you know, even, even before that, like before the hunting party tour, our song feels like forever off the saw or off the album restoring force. Mike Shinoda helped me write the ending to it. I sent him the demo of it and he goes, what if you did something like this in the song? And he was like on a flight to Japan to do some awesome Mike Shinoda something, but he literally took time to go through our songs, upload all the stems, cut it up, send it back and ask for zero credit. Like he just, He's like, use any of this or none of it, you know, and just talking to him about like the way he sets up songs melodically, the way that when you're thinking about how a mixer is going to mix your song, how you want to have things that go kind of all through the frequency range. If you just have guitars and bass and drums, you have a lot of low mids, but there's nothing really high and sparkly. So that's why Linkin Park would add like a lot of pianos and a lot of stuff that would kind of sit up here in the mix because it gives your ear something to follow. And like, you know, songwriting as storytelling, songwriting and sonics as like leaving breadcrumbs for people to follow, like how certain things make your ear follow the beat and or not like, and just taking the time, like that was the big thing was like, just, he didn't have to do any of that. Linkin Park never had to do any of that. And it still would have been a fantastic tour because their crew and everybody that, that works for them and made that tour possible was just great A, just fantastic people but they were and they did and they cared 
that made the Chester loss really, really hard. He was like, he was a buddy of mine. Anytime I would have anything wrong with my throat or vocals or anything, or just kind of feeling anxious about stuff, like I would text him. And I found myself texting him even after he passed and then realizing like, I can't send it like fuck, you know, and, but they care. And I think that comes across so uh, deeply in their music. Um, But yeah, I mean, I can, I can attest to it that as, as people, they care. So there's lots of lessons and, and just, if anything, it's just, you know, it's nice to, I, the rock said it, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. And I yeah. thought, oh, Dwayne. Yes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Beautifully Dwayne, said. 2024. What, a, what a guy. That's a celebrity. I wouldn't mind becoming president. Oh, he's going <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah. I'd imagine everybody, so. Like, but think about it. Like every, I couldn't imagine anybody like not being behind it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm sure if he had some like fucking crazy policies, but like, He's a really like good, genuine, hard-working dude. Cares about his family. Yeah. The thing I'd want to see with everything, though, is during the debates and whatnot, he'd have to do proper wrestling smack talk between everyone. I mean, he'd, just, he'd have to. I want him to just go in <laughs> on line. whoever's... Shut up, bitch! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the secretary for trade! Know your yeah. role! <laughs> yeah, he just goes full on. He's like, I know you're not talking to me, jabroni. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe Biden or whatever you... It doesn't matter what your name is! <laughs> it doesn't matter what your name is. Damn, I, rem- I remember getting in trouble in elementary school for, like, quoting The Rock. Oh, really? You remember being, like, a 9, 10-year-old kid watching WWF, being at elementary school, like, telling everyone, suck it! And you have no idea what you're saying <laughs> to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Crotch yeah. chopping like mad, like, yeah. Oh, it's God. mad that we, got, get a- we got away with it. Yeah. And you find out what you're actually telling people to do and you're mortified. You're like, yeah. people, people do that? <laughs> yeah. But I told him to do it. What if he actually said yes? <laughs> I'm just a little kid. You mean people do that? That's gross. I'm never saying that again. Uh, well, Xbox um, yeah, weirdo. What, <laughs> what we're talking about, um, I guess, meeting and befriending heroes, is there any other stories that you've got where you've, like... Had to fucking check yourself or like pinch yourself, like oh my Dave Grohl story, oh my on, Dave man. Grohl story. <laughs> so my life, my life went from zero Dave Grohl to like ninety six to a hundred Dave Grohl in a matter of a couple of days. So it was it was several it was several years ago. It was the uh, it was I think twenty fourteen or fifteen. No, twenty fourteen sounds right. I went to one of my friends who lived up in Northern California. I live in Southern California. He was flying down and like an asshole, he decides to fly into the airport. Then instead of 10 minutes away, he decides to fly into LAX, which is like the big Los Angeles international airport. And it's much further away, bigger pain in the ass. So I was like, okay, completely unlike me. I got ready early. Well, that's not totally unlike me, but I'm either early or I'm late which was why I was in here early. Cause I'm either early or I'm late. So I decided that day to be early for whatever reason. So then I get there and it's also something I wouldn't do. Cause typically I just would circle around till he's ready. I decide to park and I was like, okay. And then I decide, okay, once I'm parked, I'm actually going to walk into the terminal where baggage claim is and wait for him there. And like it, when I think about it, it's really out of character, right? I'm sitting there just waiting in the Virgin terminal and about a hundred people walk by cause like a flight had just got out and they're going to wait by that baggage claim and get their bag. And then Dave Grohl walks by and it wasn't like there wasn't 
a part of my brain that was like, holy shit, that guy looks like Dave Grohl. My brain went, holy shit, that's Dave Grohl. Cause it was Dave Grohl. And he just, he's standing there. Everyone's around him. Nobody's bothering anybody cause it's the airport and they don't fucking care. He gets his bag and he just goes outside and he's standing there. And I was like, I want to ask him for a photo, but I don't. Cause I don't want to like hose him. I don't want to be, I want to be like a punisher and like just while he's at the airport, bother him. And then, and then we had, we had just gotten off tour and I was like, it doesn't bother me when people ask me. So fuck it. I'm going to go ask him worst case scenario. I'm going to get a hilarious story about how like he like dicked me off or something. So I literally go up to him and I had my phone ready and I was like, Hey Dave, I don't mean to bother you, but I'm just a really big fan. Uh, would you mind if I get a photo with you? And he, and he just, he takes a step back and he looks at me and he goes, let me ask you something real quick. And I was like, Oh, here it goes. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Like just lay into me, Dave, you know? And then he steps back in. He goes, where do they end up? And I was like, do you have Instagram? And this is like 2014 or something. And he's like, uh, I think so. I think the band does. And I was like, well, if you go on Instagram, you can see tagged photos you're in. And we had just been on tour. So in my tagged photos was photos of me with fans. And I was like, yeah, and fans from all over the world can tag you in the photos that they take with you. And he just like steps, he goes, what band are you in? I was like, oh, I'm in a, I'm in a metal band. Uh, we're called of mice and men. And he goes, and he hits me on the chest. He goes, I've heard you guys, you guys are fucking awesome. And I was like, no way. It was, it was the year that we'd won the, the revolver golden God for you're not alone as like best single or something. So I was like, damn. So we were just like talking for like 10 minutes and it was like me talking to like another band dude, just about like geeking out about festivals. We both talked about how like, it's way too easy to get too drunk at award shows. Cause everyone's like, have a drink, have a drink. And then it's your time to do something. And you're like, Whoa, like, so we were just, and then, so literally at the end, I was like, Dave, it's been so good. Like, I don't want to take up any more of your time, but like, I'm sure I'll see you around rock and roll is a small world. It just came out. And like, when it came out, I was like, yes, like that sounded so <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. I didn't say something stupid. Like, see you later, Davey boy. Like I didn't say anything like that. So, so then literally the next day we're at, um, we're at our management's office. Cause we're, we're getting ready to sign 5,000 pre-order posters for the oh. restoring force full circle reissue, which 5,000 is a shit ton of posters. Yes, it is. Like, it is. Yes, it is it boxes is. on boxes on boxes. It is a room full of boxes and posters. So we're signing. Of course I post the photo everywhere, you know, cause it's Dave Grohl and I met Dave at the airport and that's awesome. So then literally the next day, um, uh, one of the girls who worked at the office, she goes, um, yeah, you met Dave yesterday. I was like, yeah. And he was awesome. He's every bit as awesome as anybody ever says he is. And she was like, yeah, she was like, yeah, he told me that he met Aaron from of mice and men in my brain. I was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, what? What? <laughs> and, 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 she, and, and she, and she goes, she goes, she goes, you don't know. And I was like, I don't know what she's like. No, I'm, I'm his family's nanny. I've watched his kids for the last like seven, eight years. And I was like, what the hell? Okay. So that was like zero to like 60 Dave Grohl. My life had zero Dave Grohl to now 60. So then we're signing posters and then uh, she was getting ready to leave for the day. And I was like, I was like, yeah, tell, uh, tell uncle Dave. I said, what's up? And she goes, okay, I will. And so then literally maybe an hour later, um, we got an email and it's Dave Grohl holding up a sign that says, Hey, of mice and men have fun signing a billion fucking posters. And he's just <laughs> holding it. just flipping uh, yes. us off. And so then, so then since then he's like, 
He's invited us out to like multiple Foo Fighters shows. Like I've seen Foo Fighters in LA, Australia, Denmark, like from stage, like, and he's just the coolest dude. He gives everybody the time of day. Like he just hangs out backstage in artist areas. Like I'm sure Foo Fighters has their own compound and he's just out with everybody just hanging at catering, just like shooting the shit, taking photos. And like, it's a cool thing because people see him there and they feel like they're a part of something bigger. And that whole energy of like, Oh, I'm going to treat this like a community instead of, Oh, it's cool. I have my own fucking dressing room and you can't come here. <laughs> like he is just like, he's, he's a rock legend. He's a rock God. So like, and he's every bit as human as you would want him to be. But my, yeah, my life went from zero Dave Grohl to within like three days. It's like, damn, like, I can't get rid of we him. Know. <laughs> I was like, damn, I was like, we know each other now. And like, yeah. But, yeah. Dave, stop emailing us. Just leave it. Look, we met once in an airport and now you're annoying us. It's dude. He does so much for rock and roll and just so much for music in general. And like advocates for, you know, his mom's a teacher and he advocates for teachers. Like that's, that's a good dude. Protect him at all costs. I remember seeing him um, backstage at Leeds Festival and um, me and my former band were having food to catering and um, some kid like was backstage and he like sat by us and he was like, oh, oh, I've just snuck backstage. He's like, I'm not supposed to be here. And we were like, don't go telling anyone for God. Yeah, for God's sake, don't go telling anyone. And then Dave walks past. I like, oh, I'm just calling him Dave. Like Dave, die walks past. Dave walks past and the boy runs up to him and he's like, Dave, Dave, Dave. He's like, I've just snuck backstage. And Dave's like, shut up. Stop telling people. That's the first thing you should do is not tell people that. And then he had a, he had a photo with the boy and then like the boy came back to the table with us and we were kind of like, he hasn't snuck in with us, mind. He's not, no, 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 no. But he was absolutely lovely. Guy. Wow. Yeah, what a... But what I found is most people in the bigger rock bands, like you said, like Linkin Park, Dave, for example, those people who have done it and have done it at such an amazing level tend to be the most down-to-earth and kind of normally people that I've come across. I don't know if it's the same for you. It was, bo- yeah, like before before their show in Australia during Soundwave, like, do you remember? I, I, no, it was, I th- it was either during, no, I think it was during Download. But it was Download Australia was happening at the same time that the Foo Fighters was headlining stadiums in, Aust- in Australia, like the 65, 80,000 cap stadiums. I think we went and saw them in Sydney. Literally, they're getting ready to play a stadium, a fucking stadium, not an arena, a stadium. And we are in the dressing room and Dave is like giving me shots of Jägermeister and he's just drinking Jaeger out of a cup. And he's like, it's German vocal tonic. I was like, yes. When you think about like how monumental the task would be at head of, of playing a rock show in a stadium, he's just thinking like, I'm going to have a good time up there and they're going to have a good time out there. And it was, and it's just like, I don't know. It's really, it's inspiring to see that you can be like that and have a place in an industry like this. Cause there's plenty of people that won't, there's plenty of people you'll never see backstage. There's plenty of people that will never like talk or do any of that. And that's fine. Like everyone's got their own preferences, but it's cool to see that people can reach the top and not be jaded by it. Mm. That, yeah. There's some lovely, lovely stories there, but uh, Aaron, just two very quick things now before we let you go. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, it's been a very busy last few months with you with the reunion of Jamie's elsewhere. 
we're releasing new music and everything but what what else can we really uh, expect from that project now and and how did, really did the uh, reunion come about was it was it something that was in the pipeline for quite a while um no we had started talking about it at the end of uh pardon me at the end of 2019 i'm burping up all that candy now see <laughs> decisions have consequences you know and, and now i'm paying for mine by burping up delicious gummy treats uh, no, we, we, we had like started talking at the end of 2019 about possibly doing something in 2020 for the 10 year anniversary of they said a storm was coming, um, which was the album that I did with them on victory records back in 2010. But with the pandemic happening and none of that happening, that conversation kind of shifted to, well, Hey, what if we like do a reissue of it, like a vinyl reissue? And everyone's like, hell yeah. So we got the ball rolling on that. Um, and then literally one of their, I think there's like three major plants in the world that manufacture the vinyl lacquer that goes into making vinyl records. Uh, and one of them was in California and it blew up. <laughs> so, so vinyl, that's why vinyl for everybody has been delayed. Like since about a year ago, like vinyl seems to be on back order a lot of times. So that didn't end up happening. Um, and so then that conversation then transitioned from, well, okay, we, if we can't do the 10 year show and we can't reissue the 10 year vinyl, can we maybe make a new song or something? I was already working on stuff with mice. I told the guys, you know, like I have the capabilities to do everything here. Um, the Jamie's guys like all get together and work like, like worker bees. They have like such a crazy work ethic with it, but they always get together and they, they, write instrumentals and upload them. And I have full Dropbox of stuff that doesn't have vocals on it yet that I'm sitting on being that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> being that guy in the project. No, but you know what? It's, it, it's all cool too, because like, you know, Matt, Matt has another full-time band that he's doing and, and the guys have careers and families and stuff. So it's been, it's been fun to do as a fun project where we get together and it's like, okay, let's all like write a song for fun instead of like, Oh, I've got deadlines. There's no deadline with Jamie's. <laughs> The deadline is when people stop caring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I've got yeah, I've got a thing for you, as you mentioned earlier about people stop caring. Um, yeah, what I've noticed from like the mice and men comments and stuff on the videos and like obsolete and um, other things is that your fan base is very very supportive of you guys and is it seems fucking solid. It's it's been awesome. I think they give us a wide berth to exercise creativity while not abandoning us <laughs> and i definitely think that we are very blessed in that regard and that we are not um it's definitely something that we don't take for granted i think the most important thing we offer in our music or that any band can offer is like honesty and a port for emotional connection like a, just a a place that it, offering something of yourself in an honest way so somebody can listen to it and go oh i relate to this and then it, it's not something that's just like, oh, I can relate to this, but it comes from a vapid place or something like that. Like, so I think honesty, integrity, uh, buzzwords, <laughs> confidence, <laughs> perseverance. I swear I saw this on like a poster when I was in kindergarten. No, but you know, I think, I think all those things as, as, as fun as it is and to joke about the cliche, it's all kind of important because I think people have, people are such good detectors of bullshit without really understanding why it might be bullshit but they'll know like they'll smell it immediately hmm. definitely definitely well yeah well thank you so much for taking the time man it's being a lovely chat some great insights into everything and i'm very excited for all this new music for the rest of 2021 
Yeah, I'm very excited too. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, this has been awesome. Pleasure. Cool. Pleasure. Yeah, thank thank you. you very much. It means the absolute world to us. So, yeah, hopefully we get to um, do one of these in the flesh um, yeah. at some point. Definitely. That would be nice. Um, what, what, uh, what, what do you have going on? Are you still, you still playing? You guys still Yeah, I started stuff? a new band. I started a new band called Raiders. And then um, a week after we came up with a band name, somebody stole all the socials and the uh, name on Spotify. So that was fun. God damn it. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm still trying that. Still having a bash, still shouting, running about and smashing myself up on stage. Good. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> it keeps us young I'm, until our yeah, heads I miss fall it. Off. Yeah, that's what it is. It's not that I'm young looking. It's just I've scarred myself so much by hitting myself with a microphone that the skin just regenerated it all out. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's, there's nothing. There's nothing that exfoliates like a SM58 to the face. Oh yeah, you get a 58 beta to the to the dome, and you are fine. Oh, but, um, I'm taking some to the mouth. I lost this tooth during a show. Oh, I got knocked out. The whole tooth. Nah, uh, the whole tooth for nothing but the tooth. No, uh, uh, half the half the half the tooth. Uh, uh, you can't fuck. handle the tooth. <laughs> That's what happened. Jesus, yeah. dude. Oh, my na- my neighbors yeah. are like, this guy's fucking crazy. I bet you, my neighbors, <laughs> think I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> Who is he talking to? You listen to Sammy Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought we were gonna mm. see how long mm. you could go for that. No, that was the tape fading at the end. That's I've been working on my sound effects. I don't know if they're any good. Oh, yeah. oh, you've you've turned into um, Jones from Police Academy. Is that what you're going for now? <laughs> no, you're going for the... not quite. Are they remaking Police Academy? Because that'd be quite good. <laughs> what with me in it? I don't think I'd be any good with me in it. You could play Jones. You could play the sound effects, dude. I'll play Zed. Was right. it Zed? The fella with it sounded a bit like the Tasmanian devil. Do you know the fella I'm on about? Yeah. He was played by comedian Bobcat Goldthwait, who did a film on Bigfoot. Anyway, I've gone too far <laughs> talking about comedians. Uh, yes, that was the fantastic Aaron Pauly of Mice and Men. Thank you very much to Aaron for coming on. Yeah, what a lovely chat. What a lovely chap. Definitely go check out the new stuff. It's awesome. It's really good. It, it, I, I get a real feel of like an urgency to it. Like, can we imagine? Oh, I just can't wait to gigs. I'm just living in this <laughs> land of dreams now. Of imagine how imagine how good gigs are going to be. Oh. Oh. Aren't we all thinking of that? But yeah, as you said, the new EP Timeless is out today. They're going to be releasing a load, putting out a lot more of EP releases throughout the year and then combining them for that giant album towards the end of 2021 as well. So make sure you... Giant album? The, yeah. Basically, they're printing it on a map. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> on yeah. um, an A1 piece of paper. Um, A1, is that all? Yeah, it's bigger than oh, your you gonna... six or whatever. No, what? How big is an album sleeve? An A CD is about a... <laughs> vinyl, vinyl... I don't fucking three know. Si- three times the size of know. that, I'd say. It was rectangular, though, wasn't it? That's uh, the anyway, <laughs> anyway, unless we've gone. Sorry about that. You said you said giant album, and I instantly thought of a vinyl that was twenty foot wide that you could only play on top of like a roundabout or something. Jesus Christ! But, but yes, keep sorry, an guys. eye out for all of that and. As well, well, you're not going to miss a giant album, are you? Well, you're not, it's... you're not. And, and of course, um, Aaron's side project, Jamie's Elsewhere. But he was lovely, told some beautiful stories. That whole thing about Linkin Park was mind-blowing. And the fact that he's, like, 
good friends with Dave Grohl now. Just throw that in there. Love to see it. It's a small world, isn't it? It is. It's a small world. Die, Grohl, man. Die. If you're listening, and I know you are, because you're big friends of Aaron, and you're a... Uh, oh, he's actually... Uh, I shouldn't really... No, no, I won't. No, I'm not going to say that. You can't but, out... No, I can't. I can't. No, I can't. I can't out him. But um, he's a great uh, friend of ours. He's our die girl. Um, thank you very much for being part of the Patreon. Oh, I've said too much. Shit. Uh, but yeah, yeah, unbelievable stories. It's This is what it is on it. Like, this is what we're learning and what we're getting more from every week that we go on is... At the end of the day, we're all just humans who have been blown away by having moments with some of our heroes and some inspirational humans and we're just finding out that those inspirational humans are just humans as well yeah so there's no magic powers there's no anyone's better than anybody else but, but it's like you um, it's like you mentioned a lot of the time dynamic you. like if you when you find out that dave Grohl gives that time and is so nice to people right he's fucking dave Grohl. he was a drummer for nirvana he's a singer for foo fighters he's fucking massive same person don't know if you knew that inside journalist knowledge there i've outed that on the podcast as well but he's such a star and when you hear how nice he is you can just think well we should all be that nice to each other we should all be friendly we should all give each other time and not be a giant dickhead on social media like some people are are you is that a go of me no it was a go of someone else not you oh, alright um, does anybody else know that Dave Grohl was in Nirvana or is it just like, is this brand new is this breaking new because we should have st- if this is brand if this is new information to everyone we should have opened you should have gone sat inside the show and shut the fuck up listen to this I've just found out Dave Grohl was in Nirvana right I doubt it what you missed that this is you mad. missed that the jury didn't realise well I never to be fair, when the light's out, we are less dangerous. So what? here we are now, entertaining us on Sapnin Podcast. If you like oh, our Jesus mad ramblings, Christ please go and give us a follow oh. and like and everything on our social media pages at Sapnin Pod on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> oh, I'm doing it at S A W P E N I N P O D at S A W P E N I N P O D. We might have to cut that old funny Dave Grohl bit out now just because of those awful, awful puns. Nice, staying in. And go and check out our Patreon page, <laughs> patreon.com <laughs> forward slash Sapnin for even more chaotic puns. Sean's crying. <laughs> it's just the look you give. I was like, oh, that old Dave Grohl bit's going to go anywhere. Like, no, it's staying. Anyway, carried on. And just didn't miss a fucking beat. And ca- oh. Oh my god, alive, my cheeks are wet. Anyway, enough of what I was doing before we started recording. Um, my facial cheeks are damp now as well. <laughs> yes, please go and check out patreon.com forward slash sapmin. As I said, more rad, mad rambles, more bad puns, and some bonus content for you to dive into with our wonderful family members. Yes, we are about to record some stuff right now after this as well, mm. with me, for exactly for the Patreon. So, yeah, like you said, patreon.com forward slash happening. Please um, support your boys where you can, if you can. If you've listened to more than four episodes, you owe us two quid. Um, <laughs> that's it, no. You owe us two quid, so send me two quid, please. And, yeah, thank you very much to anybody who is... A member of our Patreon has considered being a member of our Patreon, has formerly been a member of our Patreon. 
we literally couldn't do this anymore <laughs> without you guys this literally yeah it helps us be able to put this podcast out each and every week for free to the majority of people who listen to this yes for free like for free madness um and speaking of saying thanks if you head to the description of this episode there's loads of names in there that we say thanks to every single member of our patreon community means the world to us but sean is now going to read out a list of the elite members those are the people in the top tiers and as i say every week some of them have probably changed their names to something funny to poke fun at us or have a laugh at our expense so let's see what they've come up with this week ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Let's have a guess of what percentage makes fun of Morgan. I'm going to go with zero. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much to these very special people. Everyone involved in our Patreon is a special person. Thank you very much to Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwaway, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Kelly Young, Dilly the Sweetest of Sweet Potatoes Grimwood. Nathan Croshaw, Mike Lengler, Liam Connolly, Paul Urshfield, Kelly Ewan, Dana Lasnava, Petition to Fire Sean Smith, Fuck You Janelle Caston, Scooby Drew Styles, Happy Birthday to Drew Styles for the other day, Kat Besant, Sammy G, Tom Fuck Mash Potato Owen, Amadine Urbano, Tony Michael, Shani Meyer Boxer Anderson, Happy Birthday for the other day, Sarah T. Mash Brown James, Amy Campion, Johnny Phillips, Scott Goose Fat Roasted Potatoes Jones, Thank you very much to Bert, Dan Gies, or Dan G's. I'd still need confirmation on that. Thank you very much to Simon Amos, Kate Stevenson, Jenny Sexy Boy Munster, Martina McManus, Danny Eaton, Erin Howard, Emily Senegals, Lucy Deards, John and Emma, Becky Andy, Jenny Robertson, Louis Cook, Marty Jacobson, Jason O'Reddy, Lord Craig Harris, because who doesn't want to be a Lord, Caroline Robertson, Cassandra Kuwitcher, Kelly Cannon, James McNaught, Kevin Clark, Carl Pendlebury, Livy Cropper, Tallulah Grant, Stuart McNaught, Lydia Henderson, Sharif Howard Ali, Chris Howard, Ollie Team Tats, Amesbury, Sappy 33rd birthday, Mr. May. Love, Katrina. I don't know who that was aimed at, but that's, that must mean there's somebody listening, right, with a surname, Mr. May, who isn't involved in our Patreon. 
Katrina, get him involved. Thank you very much to Jacob, Team Mini Roasties Turner. Josh, I replaced our bed with a king size trampoline when she finds out my wife is going to hit the roof. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Alice Wood, Adam, King of the Goths, Parcel, he's written that after I called him out. Everybody check out the nightmares. And last by no means least, Keris Andrews. Thank you very much to all those people and everybody involved in the Patreon. It literally does keep us going. So if you've enjoyed any episodes whatsoever, if you've enjoyed four or more, you got, you got to join the Patreon. Please, for at least please do. We, we'd like to keep this thing going and we appreciate everyone who helps us do that each and every week. So thank you to everyone part of the Patreon. Thank you to everyone who's listened in. Thanks to Aaron. Thanks to Sean. Thanks to me. Thank you to the every uh, positive souls in the universe. We'll be back next Friday and every Friday with a special guest. And next week is a little bit of a throwback, but that's um, all I'm going to say now. I genuinely don't know what you're talking about, so I don't know. Well, I, I bound to know what you're talking about, but I don't know which, what, who's next. Well, find the only out, way to find out is ju- <laughs> Yeah, the only way to find out, if you want to know a day before, you want to join our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Satman. Anyway, turn on everyone, Satman! Satman! Well, really, if you're send dog to my be real, so if I go, Satman! You've got to go, Satman! You're listening to Sabnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. <laughs>